Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 527 Underground Podcast, where we talk about comic books and comic book-related themes, including Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, anime, webtoons, and whatever crosses our minds. We're your host, Teddy Maria, and we offer two different points of views, one of an avid collector, which is me, and the other as an excited fan. Which is me. Hi, how are you? Hanging in there. I hear that. I hear that. So let's begin. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing I wanted to talk about was actually the thing that drew my attention. I think everyone else's attention uh, during the week was that Eternals trailer that yes, came out. Yes, the Eternals trailer. What did you think about that? Honestly, it was a different look. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what's supposed to happen with the Eternals. Mm-hmm. I mean, from what you explained to me in terms of the story, mm-hmm. um, from the actual comic book, you know, how it's supposed to be is like really, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And then the, t- the actors that are in it are like, you know, next yeah, level. The actors, the, the casting is a great cast. Few reunions, if we will, with mm-hmm. uh, certain actors that worked in projects before. <laughs> Excuse me. And, um, but what do you think of the cinematography though i mean gorgeous right gorgeous i mean i i it's like it doesn't really fall within what certain marvel movies look like right you know so i mean not that you know i'm not throwing shade on any of the other marvel movies they all have their own uniqueness each character Mm -hmm. has his own uniqueness right each character each story yeah yeah so like when it's a standalone iron man or a standalone thor they all had their own unique Mm. look and then when they Mm. all come together they also you know have a uniqueness what i like about this is that they're actually bringing uh, again another group of characters that not everyone may seem to be familiar with similar to how years ago we first saw guardians of the galaxy mm-hmm. there were unknown characters for the typical person who wasn't you know well in death in comics and mm-hmm. we i get that feeling again now i know a little bit more about these characters and most not a lot it wasn't a comic book that i had collected uh, early on i do have the first issue yay me of the actually eternals comic book so okay. i'm saving that god um, knows how expensive that comic book will is be, be right when the movie comes out yeah mm-hmm. but it'll be interesting to see what they do with this and of course the director i cannot pronounce her name but she just recently won an oscar for best directing for the movie no man land mm-hmm. first colored person first person of color excuse me to win an oscar for a movie and she is directing and has written this Marvel movie. For directing. For directing, yeah. Okay. She won an Oscar for directing. Okay. And she's directed this movie, this Eternals movie. Okay. And funny enough, I think they were so impressed with her work that they decided to go ahead and, I think, um, work on an Eternals 2 before this Eternals movie comes out with her directing the second movie and writing this second movie again, along with other people. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I'm I'm really excited about this, and it's going to be interesting to see what they do with these characters. And one thing I have in mind about this, uh, or one thing I, I question about this movie is, of course, the question is, where were these characters during Endgame? You know, that's going to be the big question. Yeah, because th- they do make m- uh, mention of, you know, now that Tony Stark and Steve Rogers are not around, you know, who's going to lead the Avengers? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they actually made a joke about it. Mm-hmm. But... <laughs> Um, it it kind of seems to, from what I saw in, in the, the small, because this was supposed to be a teaser trailer, mm-hmm. from what I got, it looked like these eternal characters would be like the stepping stone of certain cultures that 
manifest right right or are created throughout the planet right you know it's like if at one point they all separated and they all started their own culture or their own or not or if they didn't start more like help along with humanity creating their own cultures right that's what i mean yeah you know um the question is were they being seen as gods you know Mm -hmm. at some point Mm -hmm. um were they even being acknowledged like were they Mm -hmm. noticed Mm -hmm. you know what Mm -hmm. what did the humans notice them did they try to be in the background or you know like they just helped along humanity Mm -hmm. um and were not being seen right so but that image of that huge spaceship yes, coming yes. in, mm-hmm. you know, would look like in the times of like before Christ or right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it looked like it was just like settlement or whatever. It's it's, right. it's beautiful. Right. I mean the uh, the so in the comic books, the Eternals they have been around for years, um, and it's funny that you mentioned that uh, the whole thing of cultures being involving gods and so on and so forth the writer Jack Kirby who's like known as the king of comics actually had this big fascination with mythology mm-hmm. and when he worked for whichever comic book uh, publishing company he worked for Marvel or DC at the time he always wanted to have a story that had to do with possible celestials or gods and godlikes and so on and decided to work on this project uh, for Marvel the Eternals which um, for the most part explores the whole mythology of the Marvel Universe pretty much and not to be too in depth with these characters because I want to leave that for the movie but pretty much wants to say that they have been in place in the MCU all this time and they had actually helped they have possibly helped certain civilizations come through fruition and some of them have been linked to be known as gods or have been linked to be associated with gods and what have you and so it'll be interesting to see where they take the story um i guess later on in future podcasts we can go deeper into the whole uh history of the eternals and what and what have you but i think I mean, they're bringing a whole bunch of characters, you know, just in the forefront along with all the Eternals mm-hmm. they have listed. Mm-hmm. Um, there seems to be like a list of 10 or 11 characters, and it's a really good cast. It's a good, diverse cast, which we're going to see um, again in this MCU, which is kind mm-hmm. of really interesting to see. And there's been some gender swaps, uh, certain female characters playing male character roles in the comic books, Selma Hayek for one, and the actress, I forget her name, she was in The Walking Dead, she's going to play a female version of the speedster character called Mockery, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's really great. So that's just something that, is across, you know, that's something that I was thinking about, like how will they, they have to explain how these characters came into be or where they were during the whole endgame thing. I do have a theory. I have a feeling that they were, for the most part, not necessarily asleep, but they may have either had some type of memory wipe or may have forgotten who they were and where they were. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be up to someone. Uh, they do have a leader among their um, among their group, Icarus, who's going to awake wake them up, if you will, or mm-hmm. maybe tap them on the shoulder and say, this is who you used to be. And it's time for us to rise again to help humanity. Mm-hmm. So that's just a theory, but... Well, I... I really want you to get into something real quick which was um the story you had told me as to why the eternals came to be okay uh so 
this has to go this goes back in the mcu in the mcu well in the marvel mythology i don't want to say mcu because they're probably going to go a different route but in the marvel universe and generally speaking we have these uh, celestials that we saw in the guardians of the galaxy movies who right the head right nowhere <laughs> the head but but uh creatures or godlike beings of celestial power um had come to earth years ago and decided to you could say do a study so they you could say they took some humans and animals and what have you and decided to do experiments on them mm-hmm. and out of that they created these uh among humans that were not touched they also created these uh creatures called the deviants who would have a deviant gene which they were um which had like which had given them like different forms uh, or look creature like a not humanoid i'm losing my train of thought but mm-hmm. they they weren't um they 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 weren't human they look more like monsters or they had what was called like a deviant gene they look um disformed mm-hmm. and what have you and then they had the eternals um who were godlike creatures and they were actually created to help protect humanity on earth particularly from the deviants who were on the planet before uh, the Eternals were there and they wanted to enslave the earth and this was like thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago um, out of that story in the comic book version we later learn and I don't know if the MCU is going to go into this but we later learned that the Celestials had much more mischievous role in doing what they did mm-hmm. which was they actually created the deviants and the uh, eternals mm-hmm. along with the humans as sustenance for themselves mm-hmm. as food um there was a comic during the uh it, there was an eternals run during the 2005 2006 year uh, written by neil gaiman and uh, drawn by john Romero jr uh, jr great uh artists and writers Oh, there's, I remember this scene where they show Eternals grabbing a handful of what looked like humans and just feeding them, you know, using the feed them in their mouths. And it was just horrific, you know, just the thought that, oh, damn, this is what the Celestials were really, uh, this is what their purpose were when they decided to create these uh, Eternals and Deviants. But um, I don't know if the MCU is going to go into that. Yeah, detail. because that's, that's really that's dark. messed up. That like, is dark. When you, I actually did see... Um, the panels yeah. for uh, the comic book that you're you're referencing, and it definitely looked like, you know, big giants mm-hmm. taking handfuls of humans and just shoving it in their mouths like it's a buffet, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, damn, that's messed up. And the thing is that the Eternals at that time, they when they woke up, um, they found out that their role was a lot deeper mm-hmm. than what they than what, what they, they originally expected. thought it yeah. would be right and basically they're like farmers in a way they're they're or cultivating yeah. or, or getting mm-hmm. earth prime mm-hmm. you know for a feeding mm-hmm. uh, for the celestials and every time well not every time but most times when these celestials would come and, and these celestials had a different role you we later on we later learn of different celestials one called the second hulls who comes into play with humans and has something to do with actually creating mutants or leaving the 
mutant gene for mutants to come and to mm-hmm. play in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, but we later find out that each time, or certain times when the Celestials would come to Earth, they would actually come to Earth to, pra- to pass judgment on humanity to determine whether the Earth would survive, would have purpose to survive or not. So that's like another... Like, the Eternals were doing this. I'm sorry, not the Eternals, the, the Celestials. Okay. When they came to Earth, they would pass judgment on humanity mm. to see if the humans were, I guess, deemed worthy or just deemed necessary to continue living. Mm. Kind of messed up. <laughs> well, one of the things that you also told me was that Thanos was a uh, eternal, but a deviant. Well, he was an eternal with a deviant gene, mm-hmm. and that's why he looked disformed to a degree. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, uh, in the comic book, Thanos is actually cousins to the character that Angelina Jolie is going to play, Thena, mm. because both of their fathers are brothers mm. in the comic books. and. You know, just like sibling rivalry, uh, which which is kind of crazy. One brother disagrees with another brother, and they decide to make some type of bet. And of course, the loser had to leave Earth. You can you can pretty much know which one left Earth to mm-hmm. go live on Titan. Rings a bell. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, that's how that. But that's a story for another day. Right. Um, and some of the characters that they excuse me have in the movie, we have uh, Icarus. Um, Played by the gentleman that played in Game of Thrones. I forget his name. Oh, jeez. I'm terrible with names and actors. Um, but it'll come back to me and we'll bring it up later on. But um, Selma Hayek's going to play Ajax. That's another gender uh, s- switch because mm-hmm. Ajax in the comic book is played by a male. And in this case, she's actually going to play. And it's really good. It shows that women are actually in power. This Ajax character is really a, a powerful, uh, eternal. This person has this excuse me eternal has the ability to communicate with the celestials okay which is really which is really good none of the other uh, eternals have the ability to do that and Thena of course being played by Angelina Jolie she's actually going to be the daughter of that character that I mentioned the um the character whose brother is Thanos's uh Father mm-hmm. and whatnot, and so there are other characters in there that will go on later in another time. Um, the one uh, non-eternal character that's going to be here is going to be uh, Dane Whitman, known as the Black Knight, who's actually going to be played by Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So he actually, in the comic book, does become an Avenger, and he's like an English warrior, a scientist as as well who actually was bestowed the ebony blade it's sort of like if you can imagine Excalibur Mm -hmm. type sword so he actually was bestowed the ebony blade from his uncle who was the original Black Knight but that Black Knight was actually a villain in the Marvel comic books but he chooses to take the ebony blade and goes on to do uh, good rather than evil okay Um, one thing's for sure I cannot wait to see the movie I think it's going to be very exciting it will be it will be yeah. I think so too. I, I'm, I'm like the cinematography of it looks really, really good. I'm yeah, it excited does look for it. very. It looks very, very nice. Right? I can't wait. Looks beautiful. <laughs> mhm. Absolutely, and all the characters definitely seem interesting. And, um, you know, like I said, I can't wait to see which direction they're gonna go with. You know, because right. they're also trying to say that they're gonna possibly introduce the mutants. Yeah, when it comes to, to the yeah. but they've been saying you know people have been wanting the the mutants to be introduced since WandaVision yeah you know and I think it's the desperation of the mutants being introduced into the MCU is so high mm-hmm. that 
Marvel's gonna end up giving it to people when they're ready. Right. They're not just gonna, you know. Yeah, and and they they they're smart about. It. They know that they have time in their side because these characters have existed for over fifty years, sixty years. So I wouldn't be surprised they, if they end up introducing the mutants when the Fantastic Four comes out. It could be, yeah. It you could know? be in a few years. So yeah, yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, something that Disney has been actually dropping since actually May the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, for some time, Disney when once they once they opened up Galaxy's Edge, um, in both Disney World and Disneyland, they actually started uh, creating these things called Legacy lightsabers. Okay. Um, and basically, the Legacy lightsabers are actually replicas of lightsabers that belong to major Jedi's or Sith and stuff like right, that. Right, right, right. And um, they're beautifully done. They're very heavy. You know, they cost like about between maybe a hundred and fifty and up. Um, and it's mostly just the hilt. I think you do have the opportunity to buy the the blade that will light up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they actually came out with one that only they only made three thousand of them. Um, one thousand of them was for Disneyland. The other thousand for Disney World, and the other thousand was for online sales. Oh wow! And this one was a specific. Uh, beautifully made um, box that when you opened it you actually heard music playing and inside this <laughs> box Jeez. had the hilt for um, Leia and Luke's um, lightsaber. Lightsabers? Wow. Was and it was Star really Wars nicely done. It looked like Ray just finished burying it and they wow. happened to take it out after she walked away That's and cool. he put it in a box. That's cool. So the only it was a limited edition for it and they only did 3,000. I think I happened to mention this before on another podcast. Right. Um my point is this when may the 4th came there were certain lightsabers legacy lightsabers that were supposed to come out and i guess because due to uh delays and shipments or whatever mm. the case may be right. whether it was due to covid or whatever because pe- things are still kind of delayed um from getting back on track and they actually came out with a raise version of the hilt the wow. one that she actually in the, happened right, to turn on in the last uh, movie the, yeah. that they made for Star the, Wars, right? Um, and this one actually has the golden light. It's a golden lightsaber. Um, and for anyone who's not aware of what these lightsaber colors represent, mm-hmm. um, the golden lightsaber. The only time I've ever seen the golden lightsaber was for the Temple Guards. Right. Right. Um, right which you know they were like the police for the jedi order so that's the only time i've ever seen the golden light uh the golden lightsaber so for me to see it on screen when she turned it on Mm -hmm. was like wait a second what is she supposed to represent is she considered a guard for the jedi i think if you look at the movie especially how the last one ended i would say yes yeah, I think and so. Because she's the one that has the text. Right. Like, oh, she has the text. She buried the uh, lightsaber in a in a safe place. Right. Right. You right. know, kept it hidden mm-hmm. and um, buried it in a safe place, and decided to still stay mm-hmm. on Tatooine. If, from what we know. From what we know. Because right. we don't know whether she just did that. Well, from the point where the movie ended. Yeah. At that that so, point. From so what we know. Yeah, because you know the guard, as guards of the temple or guards of the lightsaber we don't necessarily mean or it could be metaphorically understood that the temple can be the text 
and the lightsaber. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Uh, all the knowledge behind all the knowledge that was written and stored, rather than it being just a, a construct or a building. Mm-hmm. So now another one that I was actually surprised to see was the dark saber. Yeah. Now. Wow. Yeah, I was a little taken back. I was like, "Whoa!" They came out. They literally came out with the dark saber. They dropped it like one week after they dropped Ray's lightsaber, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Um, the only thing was <laughs> that kind of like had me, you know, like squirming in my seat was that there were some people that were reviewing um, the lightsaber, right. the dark saber, and they kind of made it seem like the dark saber was for the dark, dark side. side. Right. 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 Just because it's called the dark saber, it doesn't mean that it's for the dark side. Right, right. It maybe they they just kind of they probably just come yeah um, you know they convoluted the two. But just to give a little bit of a history (laughs) lesson as to where the dark saber comes from, um, basically the dark saber was an ancient, unique black bladed lightsaber created by Tar Vizla. Right. Um, If I pronounce the first name wrong, but I know this. No, it's Tar Vizla. Yeah. Um, which was the first Mandalorian ever inducted into the Jedi Order. So, mm-hmm. that's where it came from. He was a Jedi who happened to be a Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And he actually ruled um, Mandalore. And ever since then, once uh, once Vizsla passed, the weapon was kept in the Jedi Temple. But the members of House Vizsla stole the saber... Um, during the conflict with the Jedi, uh, during the Jedi fall of the Old Republic, mm-hmm. so that's how they got the saber oh, back. And right. basically, what happens with the saber is that even though Mandalore became more of a peaceful thing, they weren't continuing with the warrior right. stuff. Um, it was passed down from generation to generation, generation and right. whoever held this dark saber was the new person. The in, yeah, yeah, it was a new yeah. leader. Um, until something ended up happening where someone ended up taking it and they created a right. death watch. Right. Some, right. Something along those lines. Right. Right. Which you saw during Rebels, Rebels. I believe. Uh, yes, Rebels. Rebels and also Clone Wars. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Clone During Wars. Clone Wars. Because yeah. then Darth Maul came into it and stuff like that. Yes, and yes. At one point he had it. It was just, it's, that's the whole thing. But mm. it is not a dark side, side. Right. lightsaber. Right. It's just called right. the dark saber that's one of the things that I just wanted to make very clear you know I love the fact that people get excited over these things I definitely get excited I can't wait to see it once I get to Gal- Galaxy's Edge because I'm, I'm going to be one of those people running to the line <laughs> yeah. hopefully it will have some still Right. it looks really cool you know and it's only it's the first version of it Right. I'm sure they may end up changing it later on some people are very picky about how this thing is supposed to look mm-hmm. saying that it, it was supposed to have more of a black blade than um it's showing too much of the white, white yes yeah you know yeah, but yeah. yeah come on first of all <laughs> if you really are against it don't buy it you know at least there's trying to provide um some type of lightsaber now i don't think that these lightsabers these legacy lightsabers are for sparring no of course not. These legacy lightsabers are more for looking mm-hmm, at mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and for collectors. picture posing. Yes. <laughs> They're not really for sparring. So um, if you want a, a lightsaber that will spar, there are many companies out there that will actually provide you with a lightsaber that's probably a lot more powerful, a lot mm-hmm. more brighter, and um, 
you know capable of doing whatever needs you want it to do but i think it's it's a uh, it's 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 really cool that they're coming out with these legacy lightsabers, and I just want to give a little bit of a history lesson about the great. dark saber. I think that's really awesome. And mind awesome. you, I don't know. I'm hoping I said things, uh, you know, up to 100 percent because I don't have my resident expert with me, Chris, <laughs> that knows about these things. But I definitely did my research, and, I, and that's what I uh, ended up finding. I think so. that's really cool. I think that's really interesting. It's gonna make Galaxy's uh, Edge a lot more like. People are going to visit that a lot more, I feel. I know I will when we go to Disney. Well, you can actually go to a section of Galaxy Edge and get your own lightsaber that you can create. And it's like a whole, you know... Is it similar to like going to the, uh, getting the Kyra crystals? And, absolutely. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, that it's like is awesome. That. <laughs> because it's like, you know, it's just a whole, almost like a rite of passage, you know, to yeah. get this lightsaber yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but it's, it's a, it's beautifully done like these these uh, legacy ones that you could just display a beautiful Leia's lightsaber hmm. it's like really nice Ray's lightsaber definitely looks like something she will hold mm-hmm. she, it looks like a scavenger's lightsaber mm-hmm. you know right so it's, it's nicely done good that's good um just backtracking a bit so while well, we were talking about the Eternals um movie that's coming about so Richard Madden is actually the actor that's going to play Icarus in the movie from Game of Thrones I, the name just popped popped up I actually I was able to research it and then it popped up and also <laughs> uh, Chloe Zhao I hope I'm pronouncing her name she's the director of the Eternals movies and good for her she uh, recently won an Oscar for No Man Land which I want to see I think uh, your cousin had mentioned that he saw it and thought it was a great movie so I'm dying to see her work I think it's going to be great um, moving right along so moving right along along with movies <laughs> news um, we've heard news of uh, actors going to take on these uh, more comic book roles so we just got word that Aaron Taylor Johnson the actor that played Kick-Ass and mm-hmm. the same, it was the same actor that actually played Quicksilver in the MCU Men- Avengers movie mm-hmm. has signed on to play Marvel's Craven the Hunter Okay. Uh, character, which is going to be a Sony Marvel collaboration, uh, similar to how they did the Venom movies, which is we we all know Craven is a villain of Spider Man, and Craven is actually a uh, a hunter, a tracker, and he's more like a gamesman. I mean, this guy like goes out there and hunts to kill. He'll hunt anyone and anything. However, he does give respect to his prey. And in the comic books, he's constantly, constantly trying to hunt quote unquote Spider Man. Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been some great storyline series um, where where he purposely uh, hunts Spider-Man and he torments and tortures Spider-Man. The last recent comic book I remember reading a few years ago was what he did in Central Park where he actually just entrapped Peter Parker with his family, like family and friends in Central Park and decided to uh, hunt them all and just, you know, uh, just create turmoil for Peter Parker but I'm happy to hear that Aaron Taylor Johnson is going to take on the role playing another superhero or villain or maybe an anti-hero I don't know how they're going to do this movie Mm -hmm. um, Craven the Hunter we've got confirmation although we highly suspected but we also got confirmation that Isaac 
um, excuse me, that Oscar Isaac is definitely gonna play Moonlight in the Moonlight series for Disney Plus. I mean, how many confirmations are necessary? Well, I this is the confirmed. This has been confirmed. I think of on his Twitter of the confirmed. Yeah, because on his Twitter account, talking about this for some time. I know, but if you look at and his Twitter anything, account, he's been training. They showed training yeah, videos of him they getting did. ready for Moonlight. But I think what they're trying to say is that Disney Disney themselves never uh, quite. Confirmed. Do we need for Disney to do it when the man is training? I'm just saying. You never know. He could be trained for the sake of training because he's going to do another Star Wars role. Maybe I don't know. He could be trained because he's going to do a voice acting role for all we know. Jeez. <laughs> you know. Okay. But yeah, there was like this cool shot in his Twitter feed where they show you him like right above his eyes, looking and like a lot of moonlight paraphernalia behind him. So this is just more confirmation. Oh, I have I have a rumor. This is a this is not confirmed. Please take this with a huge grain of salt. But this is a funny, 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 funny rumor. Okay. So they're getting ready to do a He-Man uh, live action movie. I think Netflix might be bullshit. No, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. This could be rumor. They're getting ready to do a live action. Wait, uh, are you talking about the one with Kevin Smith? No, no, hang on. That's that's coming up. That's coming up. Well, I'm going to get to that. But this may be rumor, but there was rumor saying that they were going to do a live-action He-Man. And the people that they either asked or were considering to play this role were Henry Cavill. <laughs> you know, Superman. Oh, going to play no. He-Man. Oh, God. And, no. wait, wait, it gets better. It. And Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, that is great. That Please is great don't. to have those two. But now leading back to the Kevin Smith uh, He-Man. So Netflix has decided to go on and do a He-Man animated series. That I know. Yeah. Based on, Because of the success of the She-Ra Princess of Power series that's been running since, I think, 2016 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Which I can't believe how successful it's been if it's running this long. Good for them. Mm -hmm. Um <clears throat> And I, I'm not gonna lie, I did watch all those He-Man cartoons growing up in so the early I. '80s. And I, I was and, into Shira. And, yeah, and uh, yeah, Kevin Smith has been attached to uh, exec, either executive produce, but he's also gonna help run um, the show. And this series is gonna, from what I understand, takes place immediately after the 1980s um, cartoon mm -hmm. He-Man. So that's kind of good because there were some stories that needed to continue because it kind of ended abruptly um that he-man series mm -hmm. um but the list of actors playing somebody oh the list of actors that are going to voice these characters mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting okay and i'm going to read the, the list to you and then you tell me what you think so for the role of he-man um it's going to be voiced by chris wood chris wood is the actor that played mon l and supergirl in real life he is melissa benoit's uh, benoit's uh, husband Okay. Okay. So that's one. Do you remember Tila, the character Tila? She was the captain of the guard. She was Man okay. at Arms' daughter. Okay. She's going to be voiced by Sarah Michelle Geller. Okay. Right, Buffy? Okay. Uh, do you remember um, Evil Lynn, the evil witch in a way? She was, she used to, she had like this funny head gear type thing that was above her head. She was a witch okay. for the most part. She was another evil uh, person. She's going to be voiced by Lena Headley, who played Cersei Lannister from mm. Games of Thrones. Okay. Yeah, that, that raised an eyebrow over there. Um, Queen Marlena, who was Prince Adam's mother, okay, right, is going to be played by Alicia Silverstone. 
you know, clueless. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> it's kind of great. Uh, Battle Cat, the you know the who was cringe right thing before he changed to Battle Cat, the pet that um, that he man were right on uh-huh. top of, right? It's gonna be played by Stephen Root. Stephen Root is the actor who, if you remember, and we just recently watched True Blood. So the the uh, episode where um, Jason and one of the girlfriend that he's always having in the show keeps a vampire in the basement. And uh-huh. they draw his blood. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. gentleman, Stephen Root, okay. he was in movies like uh, Dodgeball. Yes, really good actor. Yes. He's done tons of work, yeah. actually. But this takes the cake for me. They found a voice actor to play Skeletor. Skeletor is the you know antagonist, the evil. Who would you use to play an evil voice character? Animation. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. This person is used to playing iconic evil, at least one very iconic evil voice character. I don't know. I, one of the people that I think of that... Uh, <laughs> I'm Once not... I say this there, you're going to be like, oh my God, okay. So are you ready for this? Yeah, go ahead. So Skeletor is going to be voiced by no other than Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. <laughs> so the Joker <laughs> is going to do Skeletor. Of course. How great is that? That's that, that's that's great. Right? I, I can't wait. Okay. I think I will watch it just for him. <laughs> just to hear what just he would do with that he's character. Gonna say, yeah. yeah. What he's going to do. Okay. I cool, think that cool. was really cool. That is interesting. I think that was really um, cool. I came across a little bit of a, of news about uh, Mr. Henry Cavill. Oh, here we go. We just mentioned his name in passing. Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, you know, I think, uh, and just this, this is just my yeah, personal, world my personal thing. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that uh, DC did him wrong. Oh, jeez. Okay. Because okay? they announced the new Superman uh, that's supposed to be written by JJ uh, Abrams. JJ Abrams, of course, and... had to be him. Um, <laughs> I love JJ Abrams because he, he does starts, everything else. He starts things awesome, and then he fucks it up no. at the end. <laughs> I swear to God, I have, I have. Really? Many gripes with this okay, man. Okay. You know, he I'm telling you, Force Awakens awesome. Mm-hmm. Then we all know what So ends. you didn't you didn't wait wait wait. Okay, forget um the middle one. So you didn't like the last Skywalker? He was taping up all the holes. <laughs> he was taping up all the loopholes. That okay? Ryan Johnson did? That's what that you're saying. He allowed, that he allowed because he was okay. executive producer as well. True, he true, saw true. that script before it was being filmed. So okay, okay. he and um, Kathleen Kennedy, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah she, they all yeah. anyway. That's a whole, that's oh, a whole other thing. But they ended up <laughs> announcing that they were going to make another um, Superman, right, okay, right, on Henry Cavill's birthday, okay. which pretty much was like happy birthday. <laughs> You're fired from DC, basically. Oh, oh, okay, okay. They're not gonna continue with his Superman. So we keep hearing news back and forth about Henry because Cavill. I was under the impression that if they're gonna make, because supposedly they would, they would, they wanted to make a black Superman. Great. There are two characters that are black Superman mm-hmm. from alternative, you know, alternate Earths. Right. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. But from what I'm hearing, and I could be wrong, so I have, I have to dig into this a little bit better. But they actually want to make a Clark Kent. Okay. Like an actual Clark Kent Superman. This isn't another... Um, like, it, this isn't the other two Supermen. Okay. You know, from the other Earths. This is, like, 
the Superman that Henry Cavill played. Okay. So. But they're switching the character to being black. Okay. So I'm like, if you already have two Supermans mm-hmm. that was written out, they have comic books, they mm-hmm. actually have mm-hmm. a background and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. they're also black, why mm-hmm. not use that one? Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know what I'm saying? Instead right. of switching it out. Right. Anyway. It could be. This it's, it's still not written yet, okay. so anything can on. happen. Right. I think just as, there's a lot of people that are upset about what's going on with Henry Cavill mm-hmm. in terms of him whether he's going to continue playing the Superman role or right, not. Right. He's not playing it from what I from what I'm hearing. Oh, wow. At one point, I heard he was going to continue to yeah, play it. Yeah, that's what I because thought. of of all the Zack Snyder stuff. Right. Right. Um, but now they're saying that he's not going to play it. Mm. So, but that's not the point that I'm trying to make. The point okay. I'm trying to make is that I found out that he's actually going to be. Um, he's in talks uh, to play the lead in the Highlander films. Nice. So wow. Yeah, um, he has his eyes on the on the title. It's basically uh, is in talks to play the lead role for the Lionsgate reboot of Highlander, and the director is the same director that directed John Wick. Oh, that is good. Wait, yeah. which John Wick? The first one, or second one. It's I think the they same were both, director. Was it the same director? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so. But that is good. Yeah. Now they're saying that the 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 latest plot is unknown. Mm-hmm. They're not sure if whether Henry will be playing uh, a brand new character That's what I was gonna or ask next. creating. Oh, you know, or, or playing one of the original two right. uh, Highlanders that we right. saw. Right. So, right. but he's definitely excited because he also posted this thing up on his. Uh, Instagram page mm. as well. He kind of made the announcement that he was going to go in for it. Nice. So nice. Let's see. I know let's that see. he just recently finished uh, the wrapping Witcher. up Witcher. Yeah. Season two. I can't wait so, to see that. Yeah, because that that kept being delayed and stuff. Mm-hmm. That he also had a major injury where like his muscle almost became detached from his leg or oh, something geez. like that. Jeez. Um, it was like a, some serious stuff. So That's he a recovery. Ended, Jeez, yeah, he oof. ended up healing from it. Um, but yeah, he's he's supposed to be doing Highlander. I used to love yeah the Highlander, um, right? Yeah, the movies or the TV show. Or both? Well, I I really got to understand the the, the character through the TV, TV show, show, right? Uh, McCloud, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um, I like Lamb McCloud. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course, you know the iconic Queen song. Yeah, I am immortal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was a good show. Yeah. Oh, so, I remember the movie that they did when they have both actors play come to a come yeah. it was like what was a highlander endgame or highlander forever i forget the name of the movie the thing is i mean how are you gonna it, the concept of, of that story is really interesting because yeah. you have to have one that can only have be one, one. So and you, they decided who that one is yeah and the they other had, movie yeah they had that was to good. keep killing each other off and yeah. stuff like that it was a good show you know it was a good show so it was very interesting um, but yeah, that's that's uh, that's what I found out about Mr. Henry Cavill. Let's Get hope out. that he actually has some amazing roles coming his way. Good, good for him. It's so funny that you tied in Henry Cavill. That earlier you had mentioned J.J. Abrams with regards to him working on a Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the next kind of next news I have somewhat ties into that a little bit. So, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, prolific, great writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a few of his books. I read the first one, Between the World, Between the World and Me. Um, he's been known to, he's been as a writer. He's been known to be compared to like great writers as James Baldwin, and he's uh, like I, I, the words 
that come out of my mouth fail to describe his writing, his style. It's very prolific writing. And, you know, I had the pleasure of not just reading the book, but also having the pleasure of seeing him write for Marvel. He's written several Marvel comic book series like Captain America and the Black Panther. Now, I'm sad to say that this week is the last issue that he's written for Marvel, which is Black Panther number 25. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's done a great, I think that Black Panther had a great five-year run. He did such a tremendous job with the Black Panther and having the character grow into different avenues, things that we've never seen. And, you know, good for him. And, you know, I just want to give him a little kudos and a thank you. Um, I believe part of the reason that he may be moving on is because rumor had it, it maybe not even be rumor now, but there was news going about saying that he was also going to be involved in the Superman movie that you just mentioned that J.J. Abrams is going to be working with. Mm -hmm. I think he's either going to be the screenwriter or help write the Superman movie. So when you had mentioned that they may have Clark Kent be played by a you know a black actor, with him being an African American writer and also being tied along to that project you mentioned, I don't know how it's gonna happen, but I could see it happening mm -hmm. in some way. I don't know how I'd feel about it. I you know, um because in the DC, well, in the greater DC multiverse, uh, there is a black Superman character going on by a different name who happens to be president of that Earth. There are two. Right, right, right. And and maybe if, uh, they could have gone that way. Um, so I don't know. We don't know because what's going to happen. There are two black Supermen. Right. One was a president and then the right. other one was like a hermit, basically, because they wanted to protect him in such a way you know mm -hmm, so his mm -hmm. upbringing was like he had issues he had also some some type of mental um dis disorder or mm -hmm. mental mental health issues mm -hmm. uh, because of the way that he was raised right so it's it's you know you have two characters that are have a great solid backstory mm -hmm. and you want to switch clark kent well, we'll have to wait and see what the news is about, and we have to wait for them to see what their thought process, what their ideas is. Yeah, I think, I think what's, what's also happening is that people are such an, they're in such an uproar mm. about things that they're also creating their own stories. Right. You know, like they're right. like, well, this is this this is what I heard. This is what I heard. Really, it's not mm. for sure because not even the script is written yet, so right, they exactly. can't go by. By hearsay or yeah. what the news travels, yeah. pretty much like what we do too. Sometimes, well, yeah, that's that's what happens, and we yeah. also have to like retract and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So, yeah, but I just wanted to, um, you know, acknowledge the work that this writer's done for Marvel and for not just Marvel for all his works that he's done. I've um, read that book, uh, his first book, and it's it's. I was taken back. I was, it was really good. It was really good, and it'll be sad to see him go. In regards to the comic book writing, no, oh, he'll be back. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll they see. always he come did back. A, <laughs> I, he had a great five-year run with the Black Panther. He did a he had a good run when he wrote Captain America. I Captain was America like, as the Stephen Falcon? Rogers, Stephen Captain Rogers. America. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, that Captain America. So I was like, okay, like kudos, good job, good job. Okay. Um, I'm all set. Okay. Well, one other thing, from time to time, I like to bring about certain comic books that. Uh, you know, catch my attention, and these are comic books that are not necessarily uh, get a lot of attention, and they're not from like the big comic book companies like Marvel, DC. So the one comic book that's caught my attention, something called something. It's funny, I'm gonna say something twice, but it's a comic book called Something Is Killing the Children, 
oh my word uh this video just released the 16th issue and this has been an eye-opening i can't believe type of comic book it's actually uh, published by boom studios the same studio company that's um produced the berserker comic book with keanu reeves and basically it tells about <clears throat> story of excuse me a lady named erica slaughter who happens to uh kill monsters in a town where where the children have been known to be missing and those children that happen to be missing when they return they turn they return with these horrific stories that for the most part people cannot believe and this lady uh erica slaughterhouse she has the ability to see these monsters that the kid that these children were talking about so she just goes on a slaughter fest think uh walking dead little you know um but monsters mm -hmm. um if you will and Oh my God! This comic book has like has has uh, I, wow! It, it's really had a, a good run. Um, the current uh, storyline that is going to take place right now is going to talk about her origin uh, for the most part, and so it'll be interesting to see where they go with that. But I just wanted to bring that up, um, you know, bring light of this uh, comic book. It's a really good series. I recommend you read it. It's not for the faint of heart, um, so don't expect anything, you know. Uh, sugar and spice and everything nice, but it's a really, really good uh, complex series. And I just want to bring that up. Sounds interesting. Yeah. Okay. And I think we're done. All right, all right. Want to thank all you listeners out there. Thank you for paying attention. <laughs> uh, thank you for staying up with us and listening to our podcast. We've uh, able to reach um, listeners all the way out from our Germany, I believe. Yeah, and as far as Germany, and we're getting a lot more listeners all around uh, the United States. That is that's awesome. Really cool. Thank you guys for playing. You know, for listening to us. We greatly appreciate it. You can always follow us at Five Two Seven Underground on our podcast, and also at our Facebook at Five Two Seven Underground ground and we uh, appreciate everyone for taking the time to listen to us and if you have any questions or if you won't have anything that you want us to cover please feel free to message us on instagram as like teddy said at 527 underground yep thank you very much we love you guys have a great day take care have a good night